everyone. Welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Cece. And this is Claire. And this is our headline news edition for October 11th, 2020. So our first under the radar news story is about protests that are raging in Indonesia over a new labor law. On October 8th, clashes between police and protesters broke out near the presidential palace in Jakarta. Protesters included university and high school students, and similar patterns have been springing up in various Indonesian cities. Police fired tear gas into the crowds while protesters threw rocks and bottles. And later that night, protesters set fire to a subway shelter in downtown Jakarta. Protesters also burned down road barriers, some cars, a cinema, and also caused damage to some government offices. Mohamed Mafud, Indonesia's top security minister, announced on Thursday that the government would not tolerate any damage to public property and attacks on police and community members. He said that these acts are insensitive to those struggling with financial difficulties and the COVID pandemic. Protesters call for the three-day strike starting Tuesday, demanding that the new legislation, the job creation law, be repealed. The job creation law was passed by parliament on Monday, and it changes the basis of Indonesia's labor system and resource management. This slashed 79 pre-existing regulatory laws and was expected to improve economic recovery after the coronavirus. Supporters of the bill say that this will attract more investors since regulations for businesses have been cut because of this new law. Demonstrators, however, say that the law will hurt most workers by cutting severance pay, removing restrictions on manual labor, cutting mandatory leave, and allowing the hiring of part-time workers in place of full-time employees. There is also the issue of the environment. Since many environmental regulations have been cut because of this, this piece of legislation could lead to the destruction of rainforests that are crucial in the fight against climate change since they regulate carbon emissions. Amnesty International Indonesia, which is a human rights group, criticized the law saying that parliament had not consulted labor and rights groups throughout the passage of the bill. Police in Jakarta have now blocked roads leading to the parliament, ensuring that protesters will not be able to hold mass rallies there anymore. Wow, that is insane, y'all. <laughs> I feel like Amnesty International is like everywhere. Remember yeah. last week when we did um, the stuff about Myanmar? That Amnesty right. International yeah, there did too. too. Yeah. They are everywhere trying to bring peace. They're doing their best. But I feel like yeah, it's good for governments to have a solid plan for economic recovery since, you know, the virus has basically damaged every aspect of everything. But having these types of plans in expense of workers and employees and laborers, I think that's going too far, right? Yeah, I mean, those workers, right, are the ones probably most affected by the coronavirus. Because they exactly. have to go to, one, they have to go to work. Two, they're the least financially financially supported, right? Yeah. So if they miss a payment or they don't get their check, then it's basically over for them. Yeah. For at least a while, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of ironic how um, the head of security said that the demonstrators are being insensitive to those that are being impacted by COVID <laughs> and struggling in financial situations when uh, it's the law that's actually impacting those who are struggling right now. Like, yeah. dude, get your facts straight. Get your priorities mm-hmm. straight before it's, you say anything. Mm-hmm. It's especially hypocritical, right? Because yeah. like we said, those workers are 
are most likely to be affected by coronavirus because coronavirus affects those who live in poor areas, right? Because mm-hmm. one, the environment is not good, right? There's actually medical records showing like being poor or like living in poverty makes your body's health and your mental health worse. It deteriorates oh. your health, actually. So I don't know what this minister or officer is talking about as they get paid probably a sufficient, comfortable lifestyle. Exactly. And they're like, oh, we, they're being insensitive. Like, come on. No. Get, get it right. And also the environmental piece. I feel like there's a lot of regulations that are being rolled back just everywhere, right? Because I feel like last week or, or last couple weeks we mentioned about the whole thing with Alaska and how the U.S. government rolled back regulations that pre- like that earlier prevented people from cutting down this super important forest that was helping fight climate change, right? Mm-hmm. And then in this situation, it's basically the same thing. People are now basically allowed to cut down trees and destroy forests that are helping us fight against this climate crisis and once again that should not happen because you know the climate crisis is getting worse and we really need to do something about it and just destroying these um forests is just being super counterproductive right yeah also considering that i don't know how to say it's just these they're looking at short term, right? Yes, there might be an economic surge in investors, right? Like investors will come in, try to invest in companies because of the lax laws, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, that might bring some economic benefits, but they're all going to be short term. What happens long term, right? In two years, three years, four years, right? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Um, there's probably going to be maybe uh, poor treatment of workers, For environmental sure. damage, Uh Like we said with the climate change, right? Yes, it's going to bring, like, it's better profit for those timber companies, right? But what is the long-term cost? And people fail to look at that. And honestly, it's hard, right? Because we're humans. We're conditioned to always, like, focus short-term rather than long-term because Mm -hmm. it doesn't affect us as nearly. But, you know, technically... And they they the are, right? yeah, I, I, I mean, it's hard. Like, even when we ourselves are like, oh, should I do this? Like, even menial tasks, right? Do this now or do this later. Procrastination, right? Or whatever. Yeah, we don't think about the consequences yeah. later. But you'd think that governments and institutions are more rational than that, right? But, t- I mean, obviously, government are run by people. People are irrational. Yeah, but I feel like as a government or institution you have the responsibility to think about these long-term issues and consequences and maybe hopefully i guess not have those really detrimental consequences you know yeah so our next story is about a 15 year old boy who passes away after confinement in italian quarantine ship italian authorities are currently investigating the death of a 15-year-old, Abu Diakite, in the Ivory Coast. He spent days in a quarantine vessel, quote-unquote, where migrants were being held in order to stop the spread of COVID. Diakite died in a hospital in Palermo in northern Sicily after being evacuated from the ship Allegra, which is one of those quarantine vessels. The cause of death has not yet been confirmed. The Allegra 
death vessel was rescued off the coast of Libya on September 10th by a nonprofit organization called Proactiva Open Arms. They found many of the people on the ship in strong malnutrition. Italy began detaining these people, originally due to pressure from far-right politicians. These politicians were concerned that the migrants were spreading the coronavirus. However, contrary to this belief, data shows that most of the cases from the second wave in Italy were either from neighboring European countries or from Italy herself. When Abu was found, he had a fever and complained of back pain and was given antibiotics, tested negative for COVID-19 twice, and then Abu's file was handed over the following day to a Red Cross doctor aboard the Allegra. Unfortunately, he fell sick again in September and rushed to the hospital in Palermo, where he later passed away. Red Cross personnel investigated the Allegra's conditions and found no striking issues. The migrants also reported being treated well while on board. I think that last um, part has a bit that of is confusing contradiction, right? Because yes, the um, nonprofit organization said that they found people on board in oh malnutrition. Gosh. In malnutrition. But they're like, oh, we're being treated well. And they also, I think, checked for any signs of abuse or torture. And, well, they did find marks on this 15-year-old. But then he told people that it was wounds from childhood. And not because of the time he spent on the Allegra. So that's kind of questionable, I think. Mm -hmm. Plus, cause of death has not yet been confirmed. So there's a lot of unknown factors in this case. Yeah. Well, I mean, Red Cross is a huge, is it non-profit? It, it is a huge, it's definitely a huge organization, right? Yeah. Um, that has one, not only like spread across the world, but has heck of influence. Right. But, I mean, it's, it's concerning, definitely. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't understand, like spreading COVID, right? If they're going to put these people in a group, right? In a vessel, for goodness sake. Wouldn't that cause the spread of COVID more? Because all these migrants who they say have COVID, you know, or like even one person, they put them all together. That's basically spreading COVID. Yeah, I don't know. But in like a contained space. Yeah. So and I don't know how much better that is, but it's certainly not good. Yeah. And like it mentioning about like these far right politicians. There seems to be some far a uh, far right wave in Europe right now mm -hmm. that's gaining traction because of uh, immigration issues. Right, I've heard about some issues with them. Yeah, yeah. which is concerning. I mean, because one it involves death now, right? With COVID, like if you're playing with politics and involving like dire consequences of this death, then isn't it time to stop? Right. And plus, like, this doesn't even match the data, like, the actual data that's been released, right? Mm -hmm. It's not even the migrants and the immigrants that are spreading COVID. It's the people in Italy themselves, right, and from neighboring European countries. And basically, the pressure that the far-right politicians and the decisions they've come across because of this pressure is basically just useless. You didn't achieve anything. In fact, you made everything worse. worse yeah so what's the point huh <laughs> guess what causes xenophobia yeah so our third under the radar news story is that a fire engulfs a 33-story building in south korea hospitalizing dozens 
A fire erupted in an apartment building in Osan, South Korea at around 11 p.m. There have been no deaths reported so far, but around 91 people were hospitalized for minor injuries, such as abrasions and smoke inhalation. 77 people were evacuated and rescued, and another 82 were evacuated and transferred to a nearby hotel. A 12th floor resident made the first emergency call. It is unclear what started the fire, and the Ministry of Interior and Safety have just determined that the fire spread from the lower floors to the higher floors, burning through the building's outer wall. Authorities said that due to their fast response and their personnel dispatch, they were able to contain the fire quickly and efficiently. South Korea has now faced several major fires in the past couple of years. The most recent was in Ichon, which killed 38 people and injured at least 10. Thank goodness this case was not as severe as the last one. I feel like if a country has more than a, like a small number of cases of super deadly and critical fires, then you know there must be an issue in their infrastructure or mm -hmm. something like that, right? Like, sure, if you're able to contain the fire quickly, good for you. But why not eradicate this thing before it starts? You know, yeah. and just not have the issue, like, begin in the first place. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these buildings, right? Especially in, I'm assuming if there's 33 stories are relatively new, but obviously, like, there are some regulations that have changed mm -hmm. in how building it is. But hopefully these new buildings, now that, I know this seems weird, but now that they're kind of burnt, when they rebuild them, they rebuild them in a way that prevents these sort of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so hopefully um, these yeah. regulations or these building strategies are improved so that these issues do not keep happening. Mm -hmm. It reminds me, remember in U.S. history last year we learned about the shirtwaist fire? Yeah, I that remember. That was scary. Yeah, but thank God that no actually, one died here. Yeah. Well, yeah, no one died here and also like the factory fire we mentioned mm -hmm. that sparked change and reform well those are the three stories we have for you today before we leave we obviously want to do our sunday snippet into the past so today on october 11th in 1906 san francisco school board orders the segregation of oriental school children which incited Asian outrage. I don't know how else <laughs> to say that. Um, Why do they call it Oriental? Oh, uh, that's like a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic. Um, I don't really. Anyways, uh, it's glad we're happy to see that things have obviously changed Thank with the segregation <laughs> and whatnot, which is funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously for segregation, we're quote-unquote oriental i know i hate that word don't no mm -mm. we're not please we're chinese right so yeah. obviously if we lived back then we would also be separated as well parted off by the way mm -hmm. and obviously there's fighting against segregation um but you know what's a funny thing i learned the other day mm -hmm. right after the desegregation laws were passed mm -hmm. schools then were more segregated were less segregated than they are today seriously yeah wait why you that doesn't make that any up. sense because as that happened right when that happened right they were forced to do it but oh, i but would say from like... time of like 
specifically for African Americans and white Americans, right? Okay. Once those desegregation laws passed, right, segregation was banned, they started, um, like, bringing people together, right? But obviously white people didn't like that, so they started moving mm -hmm. out of places, and that's where you get, like, zoning laws and uh, things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, that kind of makes sense then. But, like, yeah. at the same time, disappointing. Little history lesson in two, guys. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Have a good Sunday.